Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is game one against the Toronto Maple Leafs and boy what a first period. Yeah. Um, well let's just get the you know the the elephant out of the you know. Yeah let's just say right away yeah. scary what happened with John Tavares. Yeah. Hope he's all right. Nobody wants to see him out of the series. You know you want to see these superstars go at it. Yeah I want to play the best Leafs team Exactly and, and nobody wants anyone to get hurt. Yeah, anyone who's yeah. calling like the you know this is a good thing is a sick yeah, person. Yeah I don't think yeah I don't I think that's probably a fringe minority but you know it's worth to call it out anyway but yeah. you know obviously hope uh, Tavares is all right you know you know you never want to see someone on a personal level. Yeah uh, and that was that was Pacioretty like level scary for yeah. those Habs fans that can't get there emotionally yeah. this is patriotic level yeah i mean i think most people are empathizing oh i yeah that. i'm saying 99.9 percent yeah. but for the one percent of people i see on instagram or on the sports net chat i don't know it just turns my stomach yeah. internet trolls but yeah yeah anyway um you know hope he's all right and uh yeah let's get to that first period so holy crap did we come out flying yeah i think um you know we we're kind of back and forth with you know the last 15 minutes before the game started rob and i were uh going at it basically just kind of saying this is going to go one of two ways and uh it went the better way yeah exactly (laughs) i you know i i was telling jesse too during the game it's you know that hype that the habs have you know like when you see them in the you know just outside the locker room in the tunnel um you know like when the guys are all pumped up especially guys like gallagher and you know i saw perry there and suzuki I don't know why, but I just can't see the guys, you know, analogous on the Leafs, like the Matthews, the Marners. I can't see them getting that hyped. And, yeah. like, I think that really punishes them in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, we're one period in. You know, the game's still up for grabs. But, you know, if we keep this intensity up, we're looking pretty good just because, you know, we're Austin Matthews and those guys, they really thrive on a bit of a slower game where, you know, he's, you know, he can kind of find his, his open ice and he gets those crazy shots of his off and, you know, we're not really giving him any any space. And, you know, if even if you look at the first face-off, the line that we had against them uh, just to get a matchup out, you know, with uh, Anderson, Gallagher, and Deno, that was just a pure rough-them-up line. Yeah, that was just like no off-the-hop line. We did, it wasn't even a line that they were going with the rest of the period. Yeah. Um, just to throw a few actual numbers at people, too, because it's, it's important to note. So right now the Habs are, uh, in terms of face-offs, leading 72 to 27, 28. Uh, that's 13 face-offs out of a possible 18. Um, I'm saving the best one for last. The Leafs are out shooting us actually 14 to 13. Yeah, so power play kind of drew that. They yeah. got a, they got like at least four or five shots. There yeah, the and then this is the one that's standing out to me. How many he- uh, hits do you think the Habs have thrown? I'll I'll tell you now. Toronto's thrown 13. The Habs, I feel like, have thrown 25. Yeah, 28. 28. That's yeah. Ins- if that that's almost 30 a period. Imagine throwing almost 90 hits in a game. And the thing is, that's too, unheard though, of. you know, objectively, I haven't really looked at the numbers yet, but I felt like we had the puck the entire period. Yeah, I don't have you any know, like, possession numbers. We don't numbers, have, like, but... the possession numbers are kind of hard to calculate for them, I guess, but... You know, I, I let us know if you guys agree, but I felt like that period we controlled the puck for the yeah. most part. So it wasn't just like we're out hitting them because they always have the puck kind of thing. And then the most important stat of all, uh, at 12 minutes and 8 seconds, Josh Anderson from Stalin to Foley. Just an absolute beautiful goal. That's exactly what we wanted to see. Just a rough, you know, like rub along the boards, hard hitting game. And then one kind of explosion from a t- uh, an Anderson or a Toffoli or, you know, Suzuki, Gallagher, you know, you want to see these guys. And I think it's just, it's worth mentioning Anderson from Stalin to Foley. Yeah. What do these all have in common? They're all new imports. Yeah, I honestly, and you know, I think a lot of people were skeptical about the decision for Ducharme to play stall, you know, in, in lieu of Kotkaniemi. But, you know, I, I, I think we kind of hold our position and, you know, I think it's better to play the vet guys right now. 
especially Kotkaniemi and Caulfield sitting out. I'm not 100% sold yet on, on Romanov just because I think he could have brought a lot of physicality to this game that's already very physical. Mm-hmm. I understand the decision. It's not like I don't see where he's coming from. Yeah. But it's nice to see Stahl. Like, I really noticed Stahl that period. Like, he, he like I, it was the first time in a, probably about a month I've actually noticed him on the ice. Yeah, throwing and he hands, like he getting playing shots. Hard. He's, he's got, and that's it. This team, it's been said a million times before, we're not exactly ahead of the curve here, but this team is built for the playoffs. It's got guys who know how to win and have won. Um, I think the main thing, though, that stood out to me, um, it's one word from the goalies, it's poise. Um, Carey, <laughs> it's true, though. Carey Price is like, you even said to yourself, he looks he looked yeah. dead behind the eyes. Like The, so, guy, so, the yeah. guy doesn't know he's in the playoffs yeah. right now. But Jack Campbell, even from the first shift, slipping to go play, you can tell there's some there's some nerves there. And, you know, it's, he's doing little things that, I mean, goalies are fickle beasts, right? Like, they have weird things. So Jack Campbell needing to go move that broken stick, whether it was because, like, he didn't want to have a redirect later in the period or just because he could see it and it was throwing him off, that led to the goal. He was out of position when Anderson came in and... You know, it's these little things of like, you know, I don't think Carey Price sees that. I think Carey Price sees the like the puck, and that's yeah, it. He basically just he all that he sees is the square in front of him that he lines up with whoever has the puck, and uh, that's how he plays his positional yeah. game. I, I with Campbell, I mean, like, you know, I, I you can tell he's a bit nervous, but you know, wait two seconds for the linesman to run over yeah, and grab that exactly. stick. I mean, like, come on, it's the guy was. The that's linesman the little, was turning around. That's like it. Just, Those are the little moves. And that's why I said poise. It's not like just experience, but it's just it's this cool like headed like level headedness where Carey Price almost to a fault at sometimes is like this, where he's just like like Frankenstein's monster just sitting there. But you know, Jack Campbell's someone who's got a lot to prove. He's got a lot and again, the Leafs in general have a lot more pressure than the Habs do, and that's exactly where we like yeah. to be. And you know, with Price, let's just you know, we have to face the fact that we're pay- playing a very, very offensively driven team. These guys aren't exactly locked down defense. Um, so we need to accept the fact that, you know, Price should let in a few goals, right? I mean, like, we have to expect it. And uh, I'm not that we're this type of team. I think I'm just more saying it just to get our fans ready uh, in terms of, you know, not jumping on Price or something yeah, like when that. he doesn't but, get a shutout. You know, this isn't going to be the series, I think, where Price, you know, finishes with a 960. I can see that happening, you know, if we, and I hope if we pass through the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, I hope we're, I'm wrong, but, you know, I, he'll def- I, I think he'll he'll play great. He'll be over 900, yeah. but I just think that, you know, that, you know, that Price, you know, who's going to get, you know, consecutive shutouts in the playoffs, it won't be against the Tampa, it won't be against the Toronto, it won't be against the Colorado, but... You know, there are teams in the playoffs that I think Carey Price can literally win us the series. Yep. Um, but I just think a lot of what happens in this series is going to be uh, due to our offense because uh, we got to get pucks on, on yeah. that. And, and, and I also think a big part of it is that we have to play like we just played. Yeah. You know, forcing the Leafs to play a dump and chase offense That's on what their I'm end. Saying, yeah. and, on, and in terms of the other end, you know, like so, so our defensive end, yeah, we need Carey Price to play like Carey Price. And I missed his puck playing ability. My God, oh, no. it's so it's, it's so underrated. Yeah. Um, then yeah, then talking about our zone, we need to force them to dump and chase because they really don't have. And obviously, like this is unfortunate, but like it's it's worth mentioning. One of the best kind of grindy forwards they have was John Tavares. He's very good down low, and obviously he's not going to be in. So like that even 
more so that means yeah. that that really that style yeah. really is going to be hard for them that's going to affect them big time just because that pushes kerfoot up to the second line and well, you know it. he's struggling big time and you know he, he really doesn't play yeah, that it makes line. the matchups easier because now tatar dunno gallagher is stuck on matthews and we can kind of take a deep yeah. like exhale i can see matthews like literally fuming with dano on him like yeah. already like dano's won every single face off oh yeah okay it's 27 um, but yeah now. another thing i wanted to say was you know the dump and chase uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Dale Weiss here. Uh, Dale, you gave us a uh, you know a good uh, you know a good reference point with Columbus last year uh, against the Leafs, where you know they forced them to play a dump and chase game. They forced you know the Columbus forced the Leafs to you know get the puck in the corners and chase it in, and that's not how the Leafs play. And if you look at during the regular season, that's not how the Leafs carried it into our zone. They you know had a guy carried in. You set up Marner, set up Matthews, boom, it's in. But that whole period, you know, they've been chasing it in the corners, and it just doesn't, it's not their style of play. And, you know, if we keep forcing them to do that, we'll be good to go. That's it. And, and on their end of the ice, just keep doing what we're doing. Just attack, attack, attack. You know, we're... we're Byron's hitting. Byron throws hits. Lekkanen throws hits. Just just as long as, and we said this, you know, over, over a week ago, basically, um, just finish your hits just keep the intensity up don't give them room to breathe and you'll win the game yeah that's it i, I did just want to answer this just because i noticed we had a couple people kind of reaching out to us and asking about this about the fight after with perry and felino okay, so yeah. i just to clarify this this is more of like a you know nick Felino's not like a neanderthal here like he's he's not going after me he's like you hurt my friend i'm gonna hurt you it's like it's 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 there's more to it than that he obviously, you know, we, we saw that the Leafs bench in general disagreed that there was, you know, with in terms of intent. But I think the big thing, too, is there's there's a veteran move about taking the guy off the ice for five minutes. You know, you don't... The, the, the worst case scenario is that Corey Perry goes out there... And worst case scenario for the Leafs is that Corey Perry goes out there and buries a garbage goal because then you're just going to start seeing guys taking stupid penalties. They're going to be trying to run through them and everything. You're going to see a guy like, for example, like a Bogosian go like you know take himself out of the play to hit Perry and just this this is more I think of like a a veteran kind of just thinking ahead move of you know what like we'll just get him to sit for five minutes and let things kind of get back into play yeah I think honest to god like I you know I, Perry's not a huge fighter but I think he probably wanted that fight more than anything he was probably like you know what like Felino asked me to drop the mitts I'll do it because I'd rather that than get boarded and uh, you well, know, that's it. And you could see there wasn't it wasn't exactly a uh, you know a punch out either. He just kind of took a few good shots from Felino and yeah, you know, wrestled him a little. He, he just kind of wrestled with him, went down after a while. And went it would to the be box. just as bad if he like knocked Felino out. Well, or exactly. Like that, yeah, which it's... like you know Perry has very good reach, so like it's not like out of the question. He's not like a gifted fighter by any means, but I'm just saying like he definitely has weight and strength behind him, but. Um, you know, I think it was a smart move to actually drop the gloves. I, you know, I kind of, I'm on the other side of the fence with you. I mean, it's more of a hockey culture thing I don't agree with. But, like, when there wasn't, let's say it was more, you know, uh, you know, let's say Tavares got injured from the Sherratt hit and not from the actual skate to the face. Um, then I would understand, like, drop the mitts. But when there's something that, like, Perry wasn't even involved in the play, Sherratt hits him, Tavares falls right in front of Perry, yeah. and Perry hits his head, it's like, why are you fighting me? Like, well, that, that, it's like a boom, it. boom, like, bang, bang. Well, and and like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand. Like, I do agree with you that there's the like the hockey thing there where it's more just like you have to, like, almost by, like, you know, unwritten codes stick up for your friend. If you throw a hit, you have to be ready to fight kind of thing. But what I, yeah, I still so think. It wasn't a hit. Yeah, but that, no, and that's what I'm saying. I think, like, 
you know the the in the moment player isn't really assessing that at that point i i do think though that it, it did come down to kind of like something had to be done it'd be like in my analogy to that would be like if someone wanted to drop the mitts with uc oaken and after cutting zednik yeah you know what exactly. i mean it'd be like i mean like come on that's an accident i didn't mean to cut the guy's throat but like why right. are you wanting to drop the mitts no and, and i agree with you that's it i think it was stupid i'm, I'm just trying to justify yeah, it and i understand i think in the in the long run it'll probably benefit perry just because it's better that than to get something like a treatment that gallagher got against the flyers yeah last exactly year, something dirty like that so anyway let's we're gonna jump into the second period we'll catch you guys after the second and uh see how it goes all right, and we're back after two. Not the strongest showing in the second period. Yeah, what do you think happened there? Honestly, I think uh, the it was less so the Habs, more so the Leafs probably got really fired up in the locker room. Yeah, I think so. And too. came out with a little intensity. Also probably got the typical talk of the coach from, you know, just the play our game, not their game kind of thing. You could see near the end of the period it was starting to pick up again. Um not just not a great showing. Nothing I can complain about. I mean, other than the the few penalties here and there that we just like really can't afford. But uh, you know, it's a one-one game going into the third. I think if you ask anyone, they thought it'd be four nothing Leafs by now. So I'm not saying you know rest on our on our uh, victories that we've gotten so far and cruise to the overtime. But I'm saying like if we're talking about you know who's got more fight in them, I think we're about to see a big third period from the Canadians. Yeah, I think we're going to see a big third as well. I, I think what happened was, you know, in that first there, the Leafs got obviously understandably shaken up there at the end. And I think Dubas, you know, probably got some news about uh, Tavares there, you know, making his way to the hospital. And he probably, you know, went to the locker room, got the guys really fired up. And, um, you know, I think they came out really strong in that second Austin Matthews literally makes me shit my pants when he's yeah, on the ice, I, though. That, Honestly, like, when he's guy, on the he's ice, so good. it's like, when he's on the power play there, like, I literally can almost not watch. Yeah, because it, it's, the problem, too, is when you're at that level that you know the puck's going to a guy and he's still scoring, Yeah, or at least getting scoring chances for this game, let's say, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's he's just, he's inevitable. I might be oversimplifying this a little bit, but, like, do you find on the penalty kill especially... Um, when I, I, I notice it more when it's not Deno and Lekkonen, but that other um, pairing we have going on. Yeah, um, we have a couple. So. Yeah, we got a couple. But I was noticing on the, the Evans Armia, mm-hmm. uh, Evans Byron, sorry, we were, like, we leave Matthews open a lot. It's We play a very zone style, and it's just not how you should but be like, playing. But, like, he's open. Yeah. He, he's open with, like, at least, like, 10... Uh, like 10 feet radius no, around I, I know. open ice. Like it's, it's very, it's very uncomfortable. We've, we've reiterated this over and over throughout the year even. You need to really attack puck carriers when you play... Especially like, teams like this. And it, it works best against teams like this because they have one main threat. But I, I also mean just you need to get into that rhythm. You you don't want to have a power play for the... Le- uh, penalty kill, sorry, for the Leafs and a penalty kill for you know, Calgary or for Edmonton. Like, you want to have a penalty kill and make the power play have to figure it out. Because if you're if you're the kind of the problem solver and you're on the defensive side, you're going to make... It's, it's whoever makes a mistake first, basically, yeah. right? Who do you want to see uh, more out of in the third? I'd like a little more from Tatar. Um, I find he's made a few nice plays, but I, I want him to kind of be a little more noticeable because when he's going, everyone's going, basically. Um, Suzuki for sure. I'd like to see a little bit more. It's nice to see that kind of, you know, edge to him a little bit, but I, I need him putting up points. It's that simple. Um, and if I had to pick one on defense, 
I mean, I, I'd like to see a little bit more from Jeff Petrie. Yeah, just in say. just in terms of maybe just puck carrying, because I find, you know, again, like we said, we can't judge the whole series off the first period. We can't judge it off the second. So I I'd like to see everyone just kind of play their part. Yeah, is the best way I can put it for the but most. But in terms part. of playing their part better, I think, um, you know, I think the, you know, in these two periods, I, I think I've noticed. I think I've noticed Suzuki probably struggled like the most. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just with the pace of the game right now, because again, he's kind of one of those players, um, you know, sort of, who thrives off a similar uh, sort of situation as as Matthews and Marner does. You know, prefers a bit of a slower game, uh, much more open ice, uh, which you really like. You know, that sounds like you know every player would prefer that, but it's not really the case. No. I mean, guy, a lot of guys thrive off this energy. Like Gallagher, Gallagher Anderson. <laughs> Perry, all if these you guys give Gallagher thrive off open this. ice. He'll yeah, still take a slap shot exactly. from center ice. Yeah, guy, you know, tons of guys thrive off this energy, so it's definitely not a uh, you know a given. But um, you know, I think we could use him getting in, in that groove because that'll drive that line a lot more when Suzuki's yeah. on. That line's moving, and uh, you know, Toffoli. You know, I don't know if it's just I haven't noticed it th- throughout the season, but he's got to pump his legs a little bit. I, th- I noticed yeah. him gliding a bit, and he has a sneaky skating style though i will come to his defense a little bit he, no, I sure some reach I, i'd like him to skate a little harder and skate a little faster but i i caught myself kind of um you, you know when you cross a street and you move your arms faster than you're moving to kind of pretend that's kind of what he does yeah. but kind of like the opposite effect he, the guy the guy takes such long strides for his le- like leg length yeah that like he his ends le- up his hands don't really move exactly yeah, and it's just he does move fast though like we've seen before how many times he ends up on a breakaway it's just it's very um misleading yeah and a little scare there with uh, jake evans you know he just went to the locker room a lot of people thought he might have been injured just an yeah. equipment malfunction yeah, he's back totally, on the bench yeah. um it was funny though i you know as soon as he went off i was already planning the fourth line and i'm like throwing caught in the physical game yeah. he'll thrive there but they're pieces of meat to us these guys yeah no beings. that again though that fourth line is moving tonight i noticed them every time they're on yeah. the ice and you know definitely lekanen byron and uh, evans are definitely getting their reps in especially on the penalty kill we're not doing them any favors we really like i i think that needs to be the last penalty we, we, we get mm-hmm. tonight just because uh, you cannot put these guys on the power play. I I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Nick Suzuki's gonna answer the call and score in the third. Okay, give me a second here. I'm gonna say in the third. I'm gonna say it's going to be Gallagher. Okay. I think it's me Gallagher with around six minutes left, and I think we're gonna win two one. Interesting. So I think uh, Price is gonna hold out for we us. We'll catch you guys at the end of the game. Hopefully, I don't look like an idiot. <laughs> Alrighty, woo! There you have it. The right. streak of losing to the Canadians of the playoffs has been extended by a day, starting in 1967. 1979. No, they haven't beat the Habs oh, okay. in a yeah, playoff yeah, game yeah, since yeah, 1967. Since yeah, that's crazy. Keep Last it going. Time we played them was 79. Keep yeah. it going. Wow. So, first off, Carey Price, like. Playoffs are nine, just a okay, different beast. Nine seventy-two. Okay, yeah. and and besides that, okay, like stats aside, you just saw it on his face. Like in. he's just a different person. Oh, well, he's like, just locked in. He just looked like he was healthy. Like he was just there to play, and it was so nice to see. He's square with the puck every single play. Yeah, 
And that, you know, that, that save where he extended himself Down completely. the two-on-one with that. that that's going to be, you know, that might be save of the playoffs. Yeah. So, we'll see. That, definitely the save of the night. Probably the save of the playoffs. Yeah. I'm sure there's been a few in the West we haven't paid attention to. Yeah. But that was just, you know, next level. But that's the thing. is like, that's the, the standard he sets for himself. Yeah, so 972. Okay, like that's... It's, you know what? This is exactly where we were in the bubble last year. That'll win us games. Honestly. Well, yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I really hope so. Yeah, because, uh, you know... We did a really good job there, and you know Paul Byron, like holy yeah. Let's crap. let's just talk about Paul Byron for a second. So we we'd watched a couple different season previews, you know, on YouTube and this and that, with some you know pretty solid fan bases and everything. Nothing, just you know, just a guy in his basement. And you know, one trend we noticed was the criticism of having guys like Armia, having guys like Byron on the ice, and. Lo and behold, yeah, the Armia game winner Byron, is Paul Byron from Armia, <laughs> shorthanded. Um, you know, it, it, you know, we heard a couple guys even, you know, call him Paul Biron, which means if he's that far out of your mind, I'm like, I hope the Leafs treat him that way too, because this is someone who's just dangerous when you don't pay attention to him. Yeah. Um, and, and the good news about that game too was that you know we had some weapons that didn't show up, yep. which means that you know. Um, you know, we have a lot left to give, you know, in terms of, you know, to Foley, in terms of Suzuki, in terms of Gallagher, in terms of Petrie. All these guys didn't have particularly great games. Not bad games, just not particularly great. And, like, I'm looking forward to them stepping it up a bit because we have a lot more to show. That being said, we do have to kind of, you know, go, you know, with our own words, we have to apply the same mentality. Toronto also had guys not show up, really. Yeah. Austin Matthews, while he had a few shots, didn't really look like Austin Matthews. Yeah, that, that's the thing is like you know it's like we said at the be in the first period. Like I I don't see that intensity on him yeah. that you know you see on guys. You know with what I see on him? Half the skill Arturi Lekkinen. Yeah, Arturi Lekkinen. He's all on, over him. Yeah, uh, but you know what I, I I just I noticed that last you know in the um, you know the playoff run that the Leafs have had you know whether it be against Boston or Columbus like. You know, I just, I don't notice an intensity in these top line guys that, you know, can really drag them through these playoff runs. Like, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have some ferocity to your game and, you know, Matthews has to realize he's not going to get the space he's going to get in the regular season. And it just looks like he's not, um, you know, we saw a bit of emotion from Marner. He's not Marner. comfortable. Yeah, we saw a bit and of emotion yeah, Mar- from Marner, Marner but. is in it. You yeah, know, I, I could tell he's in it, but you know Matthews is what they really need to to get on the scoreboard there, and um, you know I'll, I'll but take Marner it. has a tell. When Marner's frustrated, he shoots the puck, and mm-hmm. he was taking one timers. You know, it's like you can tell that they're under their skin. Everyone just kind of did their job well tonight. Carey Price leading the way with that. But the the only gripe I have with this game is the power play. Yeah, the power. We play like is good. desperately now. I I am currently. And you know, this is why that's what I mean. And and this is why we film, well, film where we record these podcasts in the moment because I, I, you know, Rob and I really want the emotional reactions now. I, I want them to go and scrap their power play in terms of their set plays. I want them to put five guys out there and say, shinny hockey. Yeah, for that Go, game, like not generally. No, not not going forward, but I mean, yeah. in a situation like that, where it's not working, yeah. exactly. Like, where it, you're over three, over four, just yeah, do just it. go out there and put out your best guys and who have good chemistry and be like, you know what, just put one in the net. But you know, going forward, I think you know, I, I think Burroughs has a good system going down the pipe. I just think that you know, it needs a bit more work and. The no, setup I, itself, don't get me wrong, is good. Yeah. It's getting into the zone. We need a better way of getting into mm-hmm. the zone because, like, 
if we can't do it, we're not going to win. There's yeah. no other way to put it. And I, like, just, I don't know what happened with that. Like, you know, I, I the lineup indicated that they were doing this, but it doesn't seem like we're doing that parry in front of the net past the Gallagher shoot. You know what I mean? Like, I know they, they separated them. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a great idea. I, I just, I'm not sure what the plan is, but you know, near the end of the game, we did see a different unit go out there. We yeah. saw Petrie with Weber. We saw Edmondson and Sherratt, which with, is interesting. Yeah, and you know what? Lot, like, I, I was, that was the best power play of the night. Yeah. So, you know, going for, I'm sure, look, every game you're going to learn more. Um, I, the, the key, I guess, is just to learn more than the other team. Toronto also has a very high-pressure penalty kill, which I yes. think, you know, for a team like us that, um, you know, is struggling with our power play and, like, we're a bit, like, um, you know, we, we, we hold our sticks a bit tight and we, we make these really, really rushed passes whenever we're pressured. It, you know, it works extremely well. I just think that we kind of have to play our game in the sense mm-hmm. that, we're not a team that's gonna, you know, be cycling the puck around. Like, let's just well, do what we're it. doing. Let do it, you know, do what works. When you know, when Burroughs first started there, with that, you know, Perry one two three Gallagher in. You know, yeah, that was exactly. such a good. We're setting Suzuki up. Yeah, on we're setting Suzuki side. up, and then every time it goes to the, you know, to the point, maybe set up a Weber slap shot, but don't rely on that exactly. Slap shot, just you know? make it an option. If the opportunity is there, take it, but don't force these slap shots that just get blocked and go down the ice, and then Shea can't chase yeah. it down. How did you feel about Campbell overall? Campbell, I mean, like I, he looked great. I mean, like okay. he 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 played very well. I could tell he was shaky. Like he, you could tell there was definitely nerves involved, and that's kind of what. Oh, separates. Yeah, without the Carey Price comparison, yeah, it's that, just not that's, fair. That's what the uh, you know that's what the Carey Price uh, you know kind of goaltending you know mon- you know mentality does to you. Like he's he's just so poised, but you know Campbell's a nine thirty three. I mean, well, there he, you go. I can't. I don't think they can expect much more from the guy. I mean, uh, you know, he played very well, but. Yeah, there was a few plays at the beginning of the game. You could tell he was nervous. It was the playoffs. You don't really see that from, you know, veteran goaltenders like uh, Price or a Flurry or, you know, anything like that. But, you know, uh, you know I wouldn't say he had, a, he had a rough game. There was a, f- I guess there was a few times he made some um, decisions that, you know, I, I don't even think those decisions... He- I think those decisions he made, he probably would have done in the regular season too. He's a bit of a clumsy guy, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like that that stick in, in the way there, I, I could see him do something like that in the regular season. He made some questionable plays in the yeah. regular season, so I I don't want to chalk it up all to the playoffs, but definitely at the beginning there when he was kind of flopping around, I think maybe it was just the playoffs that's, getting to him. That's what fair. Do you think? Uh, no, that, that basically sums it up. Not much else I can really uh, <laughs> jump in on, but like it, it's yeah, it's that he didn't play poorly at all. I just think. You know, you're going up against the, you know, the top of the top. That's There's no other way to put it. You're just going to look worse. There's no other words for it. He was iffy where he ha- he couldn't be iffy. You know, it's little decision makings, uh, like especially the Paul Byron goal. You know, you gotta, like, you gotta be more aggressive. You can't let him get back up. The second a guy hits the ice like that, you skate out and you poke it away. That's, that's a Carey Price staple. We've seen a million times. We saw... Jake Allen tried to do it a couple uh, <laughs> weeks ago and it didn't go well. But uh, yeah, honestly, I just like this is the other thing too. This is a Habs podcast. This isn't an NHL podcast. So like we like I just this has to be out there. Every time we cast a little bit of doubt on the Toronto system and we make those fans eat each other, <laughs> it feels so good. I'm gonna sleep so well <laughs> because I know for Next a fact Saturday, right? Uh, Toronto. Yeah, I believe so. But seriously, like I know, like, I'm not even joking because the Habs fans are the same way. But I know for a fact right now there's gonna be some guy who goes on cap friendly, 
trades away Matthews, Nylander, Marner, <laughs> Tavares, Riley. Tra- calls it uh, probably uh, you know just you know tire fire or something. Yeah. And like it's just it's such a nice feeling. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what, like uh, you know being objective here, you know this is you know this is one game. It's, it's not the series, but you know the fact of the matter is, is if I was the you know if I was in Toronto fan base and not in the Habs, like. I would be a little bit worried about, you know, the bottom six tonight for them. They they looked good. Like, they looked like they were playing playoff yeah. hockey. A lot of hits. Hyman looked great. Nylander obviously looked great getting a goal. But, like, again, that, you know, that, that Matthews component that you need to work because, you know, obviously 41 goals in a 56-game season, like, that's their that's driving their offense. Yeah. But in the playoffs, for some reason, this guy like he just doesn't have that energy. Well, and like, everyone it, just gets on him. This is the thing. He I I'm not saying they let him cruise through the regular season, but like what what it comes down to is, in the regular season, you'd rather just kind of play zone. You don't want to well, throw you, that yeah, extra I think, hit. I want to see how many hits did the Canadians finish. Yeah, with. I think in the regular season, what happens more is that you're focused on your game yeah. and you're focused on developing your team to play, you know, other teams and not this one team. But then when it comes to the playoffs, you're like, you know what? I just, let's take this one series at a time. I have to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's lock down Austin Matthews. There you go. You know, and then I think in the regular season, what ends up happening is you you don't really take it, you know, team by team here. You end up just, um, you know, focusing on the development of your team as a whole, trying to get these guys to, to mesh. And you don't really say like, oh, you know, tonight we're going to lock down Austin Matthews. Next game, we're going to change our strategy to this. But, you know, when you head into a series of playoffs, you're like, you know what? Our only goal right now is to beat the Leafs. So how we're going to beat the Leafs is we're going to lock down Austin yeah, Matthews. Yeah, that's definitely it. So the ha- the Habs threw 55 hits. Wow. And the Leafs threw 27. So just giving Don Cherry a little shout out there. Uh, yeah, Don Cherry. Don back. Cherry said there's no way the Leafs will ever win a playoff series because they never hit. Yeah, he said true. that not recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's just it's you know it's nice to see uh, one big 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 shout out that we need to give it's is nice it. to see hitting still matters yeah about was gonna say Eric Stahl yeah played great that is why he's in there's yeah. there's no other way to play he had a horrible well, playoffs he had a horrible season but uh, he basically like he took it to another level he got a point he ended up uh, what did he have for his faceoffs here I don't have it on me. But, oh, wait, face-offs. He had three face-off wins, but I, I don't have here how many face-offs he took. But overall, the Habs had something like 56% of the face-offs. So, yeah. especially that last one with Deno putting in the corner with yeah, two seconds huge, left. Huge, it's huge. just everyone just did the little things that make, you know, the game. They're just game changers, those things. Yeah, and... Um... You know, I, I think um, besides that, you know, I think a little bit more skating, again, from Toffoli in the third there. We noticed a few times, yeah. just a little slow. little hustle. That line in general, I think, will suffer a little bit just due to the speed. But, you know, I could tell, again, this isn't like the regular season where we're trying to develop the team as a whole. We're trying to beat the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, that second line, you know, uh, even with Tavares there, Tavares, Foligno, and Nylander, that's not a fast line. You know what no, mean? So I like mean, Nylander can Nylander's deal, per, but, Nylander but can, the other two yeah. can't. But the other two can, and, and you're only as fast as your slowest exactly. guy on that line. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I think that line, you know, is a good line to lock those guys down just due to the size. You know, like, Armia there adds that 
that extra size there to kind of, you know, Tavares works so well down below the goal line, and, you know, Armia can definitely get in there and help the D. And then, uh, yeah, I know Suzuki and Toffoli, not, you know, super, super fast skaters, but, you know, neither is Foligno. Exactly. So, so honestly, overall, great game. Yeah, I'm happy um, with how they came Had out. my stomach in knots near the end there, and I don't yeah. think that was the uh, steamies that we had with the game. <laughs> Uh, Why the fuck do you get all dressed? I didn't Yuck. choose. I didn't choose. You didn't choose. I ordered it and it just said hot dog. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd assume it's all dressed if you just order hot dogs. Yeah, but I thought maybe, like, they would put the condiments that you could dress it yourself. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, but, you know, like, I have trouble, you know, trusting uh, the ratio. Velcros. Yeah, the, the ratio, though, of hot dog to... Uh, what do they put on sauerkraut? Was about four to Is it one. Sauerkraut? I think so. It's like four to one sauerkraut to hot dog. I just my my stomach always gets into a knot when I think about like how fucking greasy it is in there. Yeah. And then like you you have like this salad basically on top of your hot dog. And if you go into there, if you go into like a Bell Pro, you just know that they don't have fresh produce. <laughs> <laughs> like you just know. Like why why would you assume they would? <laughs> well, it's because there's a salad on my hot dog. Yeah, so I, I know, but that's that's by accident I like think there's a reason it's sauerkraut it's because exactly. they just pickle their shit in their refrigerator <laughs> exactly. everything there's pickled yeah i so. mean they don't really even cook with utensils there no. so yeah, anyway they, they hold the fucking meat down on the, <laughs> so gross. all the nerve endings are just burnt off oh. like, <laughs> it's so good though yeah it's delicious <laughs> but yeah uh right, we we'll will catch you guys saturday game two um big game this is this is the one that will basically if we can come away with a second yeah. win in toronto I, I won't go ahead and say that'll win the series, but that will that will really like put the dagger in their back too, because then they gotta come to the Bell Center. Yeah, and they gotta come to the Bell Center, and you know that'll obviously you know if they were to win that, they would force you know Game Five Six, which would have Habs fans in attendance. Which yeah, that's that is an actual yeah like game breaker. Yeah, that that's one. a that's a big one. But that's twenty five hundred fans all sitting in Double A. You know. It's, yeah. That's yeah, pretty big. Screaming every time a player shoots and Campbell goes into like shell shock. Yeah, and a lot of these players haven't played in the Bell Center with fans yet, so they're going to get extra riled up. Honestly. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys Saturday night and uh, enjoy the victory. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.